man, fuck yeah. Um, I just, uh, I was just doing the mic test. And um, by the way, what's up? It's Aiden Taco Jones. Listen, they're sitting under a tree for Tuesday, the 26th, 27th of November, 2018. Um, <laughs> I was, I'm just like sitting down. I've got my whole little setup ready. And uh, I bought a new phone. Fu- what the fuck is going on here? Ugh. I bought a new um, notebook the other day. So I'm like, and it's like, a lo- I, I had the choice between uh, two notebooks, one with a lot of pages and the paper was a little bit of lower quality and one with fewer pages and slightly better quality paper. And I picked the one with more pages because I just, uh, I like having a notebook for a, a while, you know. And uh, I get A4 notebooks, so it's like quite big. It'll last me probably like, I don't know, six, nine months or something. And um, yeah, it's like just because it's a shittier quality one, I could already feel that the pages weren't really that well stuck to the, the hard, co- I get the hardback cover ones because I like to be able to write like on the bus or something. And um I just, I could feel that the middle page, the pages were kind of going to fall out if I didn't take care of it. And uh, I just went to move it then from one side of my laptop to the other side and grabbed it just by the cover. And the whole middle just fell out of the book. And it's like, I know, I'm going to have this like probably, I don't know, until like June or July or something. Like I've got to have this for a while and now I'm just going to have to do... And my last notebook, the middle fell out as well. So I've been dealing with this for a minute. And um, anyway, as it fell out, I just... (laughs) I I had the mic on because I was about to do the mic test. Um, And uh, (laughs) it just fell out and I was just like, fuck! I like felt it fall out and just screamed and I got it on mic. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to put that at the end of today's pod. Fuck, that was... Uh, and then I, I did, so I screamed and then I finished moving it over the other side of my laptop and then like yelled again and like just swore a long like string of curse words. <laughs> And then, like a psycho, I just started doing the mic test. Like, I went from swearing to just going, like, uh... (laughs) And that, realising how crazy I was, just made myself laugh. (laughs) I saved it and listened to it back a few times. Oh, my God. What an insane person. Hey, guys. Oh. (laughs) Um, I hope you're all good, man. I hope you're doing good. I got new teacups. Come on. Get in. New fucking teacups, man. Um, Blake and his, uh, I now assume, dead ex-girlfriend, Bella, um, uh, were fighting in our house like six months ago. Or like, you know, they were like wrestling or whatever. And they, uh, <coughs> they put a hole in our fucking wall, in the drywall. And we're out of this place in February, so we need to fix that or else the bond doesn't come back. Um, so, yeah, they uh, they put a hole in the drywall and it hadn't been fixed for ages. And um, finally we got um, Blake's mum's partner, um, who's a bit of a handyman, came round and fixed it. And when he came round on Saturday morning, he came round with... they uh, Blake's mum and, and her partner, they all came round with a, 
some new crockery for us. So fucking lovely. Those guys are the greatest, honestly. The amount of free stuff that they've given us, like the couches, our coffee table, fucking, um, even the, the drawings that their kids did for us when we moved in, drawings of just dicks and boobs done by like seven, seven and nine year old boys. Great stuff. And now, <clears throat> our whole crockery set, including some, um, some fucking mugs. They're really nice, kind of like an Incan pattern, almost. Purple, red, orange, um, just like 90 degree angular type stuff. Re- they remind me of the cups that, uh, that my grandma and grandpa had down the farm before they sold that place at the start of this year. I don't know, though, like, yeah, I, I think it's just the shape of the cups that reminds me of it. But anyway, we've got a bunch of them. They match now. I'd really made a very minimal effort to get some nice crockery for our house. And I did get a couple nice pieces. Um, ooh, nearly bit my tongue then. Pieces. Got a couple nice pieces from, um, from, uh, from the Brotherhood of St. Andrews, which is this, uh, like, charity shop just down the road. But, I mean, there was, uh, there was never going to be enough stuff to match, you know, like, I, you want the whole set matching, and now we've got big plates, little plates, bowls, and mugs, all fucking matching, <sighs> I feel good, man, I feel good, I've woken up today feeling happy for the first time in a few weeks, and it's not for lack of drinking, I've, ranting about drinking last week, this week, I drank even more, I stepped it up, and I was real annoyed at my Sunday was the worst hangover I've had all year. Easily. Oh my god, what a nightmare. I like I'll tell I'll I'll say what I did. Saturday night. I'll get to Sunday in a second. Well oh, what's what's better than ah uh, yeah, I'll finish with Sunday. Um Saturday night. Oh, wait, should I no no no. what am I fucking doing here? Uh who cares? It's been one year of the podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing this podcast for a year. Uh, I think the first one was released on the 28th of November, which is tomorrow. But that's pretty cool, right? Um, a f- fair few of you guys have messaged in and said you've listened to most or all of them. So the f- ones at the start are really bad quality sound-wise because I was recording them from my phone. But uh, I still think the second one, when I'm like... I've listened to the second one again uh, and like... Just me on a train platform in Berlin, sad, because I, the, yeah, I mean, I've told the story on here a bunch, but, like, that, I, I like that, I think that's a nice, <laughs> that's what I want this podcast to be, just me in strange places, telling stories, and saying how I really feel. Um, notice how humour is, like, last on that list, that's really an indictment on all of my creative output, isn't it? Anyway, um, <clears throat> so Saturday night was the election in Melbourne, the Victorian state election, wasn't it? So, um, uh, I mean, they, that was just like, I'd already voted a few weeks earlier, which is great. Didn't have to fucking deal with that. I didn't know you could vote early. But, I mean, of course you can. Why did I not know that is the more pertinent question. <clears throat> so, uh, Saturday was the election. A lot of fucking people running around doing stuff for that. Um, you know, like all the schools and stuff in the area were turned into polling places. Um, I just went for a walk. I'd already voted, so I thought I'd just walk around and kind of get 
like I like to just get a sense of the vibe when stuff like that's happening, you know? I like people being excited about something, but then an election's weird because it's not just like a party. It's not like New Year's. An election is like some people are excited, some people hate it, some people are scared. There's a lot of scare, like fear. Um, I always like to walk around and kind of get a feel of how people are. So... After uh, after Bells and Naomi came around and fixed the drywall, and Bells gave us that stuff, I went for a walk. I had my show to do at Sket, um at the Baden Powell in Collingwood, so I just kind of had a lazy walk over there. I found this place. I keep forgetting what it's called. The the Hub General Store. If you're in Melbourne, Collingwood, go to it's one. It's like near the intersection of Smith and Victoria. The Macca's there. One street over. Uh, one street down the hill, there's the pub, the Baden Powell, and then if you turn up that street, there's a very unassuming doorway with a little what looks like a pop up book bookshop inside, and there is a pop up bookshop there, and then you go down the steps, and it's this beautiful like general store area. They sell, um, I don't know how to describe it. General store is a great way to describe it because they they sell like like shower stuff and nice you know like perfumes and and soaps and scents, but then they sell, like, stationery, like, really nice, like, high-quality stationery paper and writing materials and fucking decorations for your house and greeting cards and, oil, like, essential oils and just nice things. Nice, easily giftable at this time of year. Very important, but really just fucking on-balance, beautiful stuff. And, um, and, like, they were playing soft, you know, like, like big band jazz, but at a low volume, so it was really just background music, uh, and it was a cluttered yet open space, and there was incense, and I I just felt so fucking relaxed, man. They had a they had a burning fire in the front room, uh, in the middle room between the books and the uh, the general store area. They had a little like an old wooden desk with a beautiful lamp and some paper and envelopes, and. Uh, a note that just said, like, write a letter to someone, put their address, and we'll make sure it gets to them. That's nice. That is nice. That's the detail that's been winning people over. The rest of the stuff, they're like, oh, it's all right, man. It sounds like you can just get normal things there. And I'm like, you can write people letters. And they're like, oh, that is actually, that's quite nice, yes. I mean, yeah, it's fucking beautiful. I've been telling everyone about it. It's uh, I've I found the place. I kind of... I was just like in there for like 20 minutes, just kind of breathing deeply and feeling my cares exit my body like all the meditation says that it's supposed to, but it fucking doesn't work. <laughs> Anyone else like meditate and then afterwards you still feel, you just like, <laughs> you're like, well, I just lost 10 minutes of my day. That's annoying. <laughs> And meditation just makes me more stressed because now I'm late. <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah, it doesn't calm me. I, I don't know. I don't know if the meditation's working. I've been doing it for two months now and it's starting to fucking piss me off. But I'm, but I'm financially committed to it. Like, I've got... I don't know, man. I'm st- you know, because I'm like paying for the meditation app. And so every month when it goes out of my account, I'm like, fuck. Now I've got to meditate for another fucking month and be 10 minutes late for shit every fucking day. (laughs) Uh, um, 
maybe I want to fucking find that guy and meet him and show him how stressed I am and be like, if you're so great, why am I so stressed? <laughs> what are you going to do about it, boy? <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Hub General Store did what meditation cannot do. And it really chilled me out before um, before my show, before the open mic that I've been hosting, which, um, I mean, by all accounts, was an awful show. Really fucking bad show. Not many people showed up. Uh, and the comics who did show up, uh, two or three of them did okay, and the rest of them were fucked. <laughs> Including, uh, guess who you are? My least favourite comedian in Melbourne. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, <laughs> message me if you want to find out who my least favourite comedian in Melbourne is. I will 100% tell you and, <laughs> and tell you why. <laughs> um, and, and, and if he listens to this, I imagine if he listens to this. Um, oh, Fuck, I hate him. Um, yeah, and then so I was at the pub. And uh, this is when the night went, like, turned out to be fucking fun. Is uh, I was at the pub uh, just having a beer. I wasn't going to drink. I told myself, I drank on Friday night and I was a little bit hungover. And I told myself when I woke up on, on Saturday morning, I was like, I'm not drinking tonight. I literally, and I think I told that to Blake as well. I think I said to Blake, I'm not drinking tonight. And then I, I got a soda water when I got to the Baden-Powell and then uh, my friend who works on the bar was like, dude, do you want a beer? Let me buy you a beer. And I was like, no, 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 I'm getting soda. And she was like, oh my God, you never let me buy you a beer. You never drink beer at my pub. And I was like, all right, get me a beer. <laughs> and so at the end of the show, I'm sitting there drinking my beer and uh, they're getting slammed because... The Reason Party people, which are a party, if you're not from Victoria or don't know, the Reason Party is like a new Green Party. We have the Greens Party and they're quite good in Australia and they hold a federal seat and a few state level seats in Victoria. But evidently there's been some split on the left wing or someone's not happy. So they've decided to, there's a new party called the Reason Party. They used to be called the Sex Party. Um... And they were a bit of a kind of novelty party, but they've just geared themselves towards being a serious political party. And all of their uh, people that had been campaigning in the seat where the Baden Powell is came in and had their post election function in the pub, right? So there were like kind of 50 of them all wearing their shirts and they're all excited. I think they did quite well, or I don't know. Um, they're still a minor party. They didn't win any lower house seats, but maybe they won a Senate seat or something. And. Uh, <coughs> So they all come in, and they're all drinking, and uh, it's my friend and one other dude on the bar, and they're getting slammed, and I'm just, just as a throwaway, was like, man, do you want me to fucking help out for a bit? I was thinking, literally, I would whip around the pub once or twice, and like, pick up a couple glasses and just help them, and she goes, oh, if you could just do half an hour, that would be great, and then as soon as she said that, I was like, oh, I mean, I guess I could do half an hour, fuck, like... All right, but then the idea of like, wait, but I'm like, oh, I might get some money for this. I'm a very poor boy, so I'm um, in my head commit myself to doing a half hour, and uh, half hour goes by, still cool. 
um, I'm feeling pretty good. So we get up to an hour and uh, we do shots and I'm drinking my beer behind the bar and another hour passes and it's still getting pretty busy and I'm running food now. Um, and I'm still picking up glasses. I'm chatting to these reason party people and uh, I worked there for four hours. Four hours, 25 bucks an hour, um, and we'd had a bunch of shots and, and drinks, and uh, <laughs> and I mean, I, I'm sure it doesn't really matter if I say this publicly, we had some K in the cool room as well, after an hour or two hours or something, uh, the dude working behind the bar was like, do you want to bump a K? And I was like, oh, I'm okay, and then the second time he offered, I was like, you know what, I think I will have a bump of ketamine, thank you sir. I think I would very much like a one bump of ketamine. Um, yeah, I just was fucking drunk, man. Um, and, uh, like, the Reason Party people, that it's it was a strange event. Because, and I'm, I'm probably going to talk about this on stage, but there was a lady in there who, uh, I mean, these are the people, these aren't the officials in the party. These are like volunteers. Like, I volunteered for the Greens a few elections back when Tony Abbott won power in, what was that, 2013 or 14 or something. And there's not really a vetting process for those volunteers. It's not like, um, it's not like you, you know, you're like in the party. or You just literally fucking, if you know someone who's doing it, you go, hey man, I, I like that party. I wouldn't mind handing out some leaflets for them and they go yeah you're in so i don't think the actions of the people that i witnessed on saturday night necessarily need to reflect on the like the political party that is the reason party but and so most of the people there were fine most of the people there were just normal people some of them were clearly like you know old political dogs who have been who were kind of veterans of a bunch of campaigns who had been in politics longer than this this party had been around so that if like, that's the interesting thing. With the new political party, these aren't lifelong people who have been... Uh, like, some of them have probably been members of the Greens or independents or whatever because they all will have been in politics because they're, they're career political people and this party's quite new. <clears throat> it's an interesting mix of people, right? Because um, they've all come from... Uh, yeah, whatever. You get what I'm saying. But um, some of them were just fucking weird that had evidently been picked up off the street and they were like, you know, oh, do you want to hand flyers out? Great. Support the cause. And this one lady, when the Greens, like, there's, this is what I don't understand about politics, is they're ideologically, the Greens and the Reason Party are ideologically so similar. They're left-wing progressive parties. They're, they're pro uh, like rights for minority groups and for everyone and they're for the environment and, and emissions targets and all this kind of stuff. But politically, in terms of the manoeuvring kind of bullshit of politics that I find fucking disgusting, that's where they find their difference, I think. And I asked a few people, I was like, what's the difference between the Reason Party and the Greens? And they said the Greens apparently go for like traditionally or like they go for seats that are traditionally quite left-wing anyway, so they're probably quite winnable for the Greens. So you're talking like Brunswick or Richmond or the inner city seats that are left-wing anyway, and somehow that's bad and the Reason Party are going for seats that are quite right-wing and trying to change opinion, which seems to be kind of the antithesis of politics to me because the whole point is to gauge the mood of an electorate 
and see which policies are better. It's not to try and... I mean, is it? Maybe it's to try and change people's minds, but I thought it was to try and go, this is what people think, and the people whose ideas match what people already think, that's who gets elected, rather than going, this is what people think, and this is what we think, so we've got to change people's minds. I don't know. Maybe it's somewhere in between the two. I'm not a fucking politician, but the reason party people seem to think that the Greens you know, just going for seats where people believe what they, like, believe in and then and getting elected there was somehow a bad political move. I don't know. So, anyway, they some of them hate each other. And this one lady, when the Greens came on TV, just in the middle of a pub, started screaming, Fuck the Greens! Fuck the Greens! And that was me. Uh, like, I saw that, and I was like, whatever the reason party, like, whatever their ideas that I might agree with, I don't fucking want you anywhere near the decision-making process in my country because you're fucked that's fu- i don't like yelling yelling at an election no thank you that's why the idea for a bit that i'm gonna do is like that's why we need like sports and football and shit to get those people away from politics because in football you're just kicking a ball around it doesn't matter but in politics the ball is people's lives and if you start screaming and lighting flares and singing about how people are gay or pedophiles or whatever that no you don't know i don't want that i don't want that in the same building as where people are deciding where we're going to build hospitals and shit you know so nah That was like you, that attitude and you as a person, you're not allowed to be around politics because you're fucking unstable. You're a psycho. Fuck the Greens. Screaming fuck the Greens in a fucking pub. Fuck yourself. <laughs> no, man. Um, but anyway, I just, it's interesting to see how those people live, you know, because the political class is just like a completely different section of society. Um, yeah. Like, the people who do that for a livelihood and go into politics, they're, it's, so many people, uh, like, in, in comedy and showbiz especially, but I feel like in any, uh, in any industry, people will go like, oh, you've got to be pretty bloody crazy to be one of us. <laughs> oh, I tell you, the recruitment, the bloody recruitment uh, assistants, crazy industry oh we're all we're all bonkers you gotta be bonkers to do this but it's never true it's just like self-congratulatory you know narcissism really but politics is the only one where i agree no yes if you go into politics you are a fucking insane person and there is something literally wrong with you because you have to be a little bit sick to be chasing after power like that like where in other things you get power by getting successful in your field politics is just the pursuit of raw power Ugh, that's gross man yucky um the other cool thing that i saw was the party got like you know over the four hours that i worked everyone got drunk evidently the owner of the baden powell um knows the lady who started the what's her name fiona something something She's called the, this is why, like, she seemed like a great person and she was very passionate about the cause, but she's Fiona Patton. That's right. She's named, I went on the Victorian Electoral Commission website to check the results and it's got all the party names next to their vote percentages. She's called the party Fiona Patton's Reason Party. She's, like, registered the name of the party as her own name. 
you're that's crazy. That's a level of ego that other people just don't have or wouldn't be okay with. Like, why has she put that there so that people remember her name? That's what it is. It's an exercise in personal branding, and you're a psycho, Fiona Patton. And like, she's doing good things. She's doing great things in in Victorian politics. I believe that. I believe that from what I've read. Sounds good. It sounds like she's a force for good. The the fucking Richmond safe injecting clinic was apparently her doing. Well, so her supporters kept telling me. I don't know. But how can it be like, why is it that the people, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it has to, maybe it takes a huge ego like that to want to go out there and affect change in such a way, like it's such an aggressive way. Because you need to be aggressive to succeed in that kind of world. But why is it, then why can't we have someone who would just call their party the Reason Party? Why does it have to be Fiona Patton's Reason Party? You fucking psycho. <laughs> that's like the level of, that's like, you know, wearing what the one ring to rule them all out of Lord of the Rings. Put the ring. Fiona Patton, the world will know my name. It's too much. <laughs> Using heroin addicts to spread awareness of the fucking name your parents gave you. That's weird as fuck. But great person. Let me reiterate, I think she's great. Fuck, politics is hard. <laughs> I feel like I'm constantly having to qualify myself and my opinions. Um, the best thing I saw, though, was, yeah, because, like, Fiona Patton and the owner of the pub are evidently friends. So she's... I saw her do coke in the bathrooms, is what I'm trying to say. I saw her, um, and it definitely was. They were... De- it wasn't like... Or I don't know. Maybe it wasn't coke. Maybe it was uh, maybe it was MDMA or ketamine. Or but they were doing narcotics, and maybe she didn't personally do it, but she was in the room when it was happening, and it was totally yeah. She knew exactly what was going on. I'm sure she fucking did. You don't go into that room without doing it. They were in the bathroom, and uh, I saw them go into the bathroom, and uh, I like I was so excited. I was like, oh. They just went into the bathroom with the owner, Fiona Patton, and like four other people. Um, she was on stage giving her speech and she was going like, you know, thank you everyone for coming out, for working so hard on this campaign. We fought hard for our agenda and our mandate and change and blah, we're bringing reason to Victoria and everyone was clapping and rapturous applause and then... She walked off the stage and six people followed her into the bathroom. <laughs> and uh, and I was so excited when I saw it that uh, I like went back to the bar and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I just saw them go into the bathroom. They're fucking doing drugs. Yes. I love, like, I love that. That makes her a normal person. That means she's got foibles and flaws. She's not, you know, like, when you see politicians on TV and they're all gross and plastic and like, it's like, what, what are you fucking hiding? Well, I know what Fiona Patton's hiding. She just likes a bit of fucking, bit of the nose beards. Nothing wrong with that. Well, there is. You're connected to a, a, a supply chain that exploits uh, awful human rights abuses and whatever. But, you know, <laughs> I don't fucking know, mate. <laughs> what are you going to do? Jesus, that's awful. Um, right, they're not in our electorate, are they? 
No, they are not. Not our responsibility. Maybe the Colombian politicians are the ones who need to take a good hard look in the fucking mirror. No, look, it's really bad. But but as far as fucking um, politicians go, it's really in the shallow end of the pool. And um, I was so excited. I had to go back and check that they were doing it. So it was like the secondary toilet in the weird half of the pub that wasn't really being used. And uh, I was on the floor and I was quite drunk at this stage. So I had a little bit of the Dutch courage up. Um, and I went in and pretended like I was just fumbling my way into the bathroom because I wanted to see that I wanted confirmation visually. And I walked in, opened the door, and there they fucking were. There was a lady bent over the <laughs> bent over the fucking bench where the basin is, a hundred percent about to snort a line. And I was like, "Yes, I'm a journalist." <laughs> camera phone out um, how long have i been fucking talking for oh ages all right um let me do some music and then i got a great story about this party that i went to um uh beirut is the song that i want to talk about uh, by the band beirut the song's called gibraltar it's off of the album no 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 what a great song man beirut i think they're mexican i don't fucking know i didn't look it up um, yeah, who cares? Find out yourself. <laughs> Find out yourself, you lazy fucking coward. Um, it's, uh, the, uh, the whole album, No, 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 is so great. And it really holds a special place in my heart. Because, oh, wait, what the fuck am I, what? Oh, have I started my, my, no, my book the wrong way round. <laughs> I'm way too excited today. Um, yeah, I've definitely started writing my book upside down. Oh, well. Um, it, the album holds a lot of significance for me because, no, 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 it's only like a half an hour long or something like that. Um, but we used to listen to it at uh, Department of Coffee and Social Affairs in St. Martin's Courtyard in London when I used to work there. That year, man, with uh, with Brenda and Mark and fucking... Um, and, fuck, and Nicoletta and... Uh, oh, my God, I've just forgotten... Uh, I've just forgotten my other friend's name. Angie and... Uh, fuck... Oh, someone else. A friend whose name I've forgotten. Fuck. Uh, MKHPR or something on fucking, on fucking Instagram. What the fuck? Oh, God. My mind is a fucking sieve. Anyway, we, uh, we used to listen to that album all the time. Um, and the first track of it, Gibraltar, starts off with, like, there's a clap about kind of 45 seconds into the track. And, uh... We would always like put the song on on a Saturday afternoon when it was really pumping and we were having a good time, and we'd wait for the. Oh, it's wait. Sorry, I've got to find my friend's name. Oh God, thirty mutuals, Brenda. You fucking piece of shit. Uh, how do we have thirty mutual fucking follows on Instagram? You fucking garbage person. Fucking Melissa. Oh my God. Jesus Christ, I'm a psycho. Melissa's the person who took the photos of me talking to my biological father for the first time. Jesus. 
Um, now, and uh, yeah, man, we used to fucking have that track play, and when it got to the clap, we would all, wherever we were in the shop, we would all clap in unison. And it was just a really nice, you know, um, it's got it's a lovely upbeat song. But the thing about that album is that Mark always used to say to me like, it's quite a say, it's quite a fucking sad album, isn't it? quite fucking sad that one <laughs> that's an awful accent but um uh, it's quite fucking sad salty there um he used to say it was very sad and like a melancholic kind of album and i never really agreed with him because i'd heard all of the different parts of the album but i'd never listened through because when you listen to it but you're working you know you're distracted and you don't get the overall flow of the album and this is going to sound very pretentious but after i listened to it through yesterday start to finish I think he's right. Um, <clears throat> heard in isolation, a lot of those songs are quite upbeat and cheery, but that that kind of interspersed with the sad songs only adds to the feeling of melancholy of the whole album. But it's almost like a guilty pleasure, the melancholy in it. It's like it's like grand and and uh, yeah, it's like indulgent. You know, what's the word I used? Uh, Grand, no, sadness, trap, noble, it's a noble sadness, I don't know, it's a really nice album, man, definitely fucking check it out, the track Gibraltar is, uh, is real upbeat, and actually even the second track, no, 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 is really, like, upbeat and funky and fun, um, what do they have, they got, like, some flutes in there, they got some, some keys, uh, I don't know, man, just fucking shut up and check it out. Stop stressing me out, alright? Why you wanna know what it sounds like when you fucking listen to it on Spotify, huh? Stupid. <sighs> I'm in a good mood. Why am I in a good mood all of a sudden? Let me finish my tea. It's almost done. Now that that's a problem. Now that the podcasts are getting longer, I'm getting more comfortable on the mic. Good, but negative. By the end of the pod, the tea's cold. And also, as you drink more and more tea, it gets colder faster because with less volume, it's got more more percentage of the whole volume is in contact with the air and is therefore cooling faster. Not just a pretty face, guys. Um, <laughs> mm. That's that tea done. So, I, uh, I finished, working, finished working at the Baden-Powell on Saturday night, and I'm smashed. I'm drunk as shit. And so is Lowe, and so is Clark, the other dude on the bar, and so is everyone. People have started to filter out, and the people that are left in the place are, are just wrecked. And, uh... <laughs> it's probably 11.30. Um, I knock off. I have one more beer, and then Lowe just goes, hey, man, we've got a bunch of drinks going, like, they're probably too old to sell. Uh, let me give them to you. And she gives me no shit, like 30, uh, like a, a case and then some of just mismatched various different ciders that she doesn't reckon she can sell or they're like past their use by date. Um, and I message Blake and he tells me that there's a party. So um, I jump in a cab. I get these, get these 30 drinks. I jump in a cab in an Uber. Across town, 25 bucks. That's an expensive Uber. And um, get to this party. It's up in Coburg. Um, 
I get there, I'm having a good time with the Uber driver, and I, I get, I'm like, eh, hey, I'm at the party, sick, I get out, I put the case of ciders over my shoulder, <laughs> I go to walk up to the front door of this place, it's like in a kind of warehousey looking place, and I overbalance, because I'm so drunk, and I drop the whole case of ciders <laughs> on the fucking ground, <laughs> and like 10 of them smash, um, and it's just mayhem. And the box smashes, and I just chuck the rest of them in my bag. The dude whose party it is comes out the front, and is like, Oh, what happened? I'm like, Oh, yeah. Oh, I dropped him. (laughs) (coughs) Oh, man, I'll clean it up. Just let me get inside. And um, I get inside. I, I find my mates. I sit down. Immediately, I'm so drunk, I immediately forget about what I've done out the front. I just sit down and start rolling a cigarette and fucking um, the dude comes in like a couple minutes later and he's like, man, what the fuck are you doing? You did you didn't even help clean that up outside. You just made a mess and now you're just in here and I'm like, oh man, I forgot. <laughs> it's the piece of shit. Oh no, man. Oh no. <laughs> so, um... Uh, I'm, yeah, and he's just like, dude, I'm, I'm like, I'm sorry, man, he's like, mate, look, I accept your apology, but I think, I think you need to leave, I'm really sorry, I think you need to leave, and I'm just like, man, what can I do, dude, (laughs) what can I do to make it up to you, bro, (laughs) and, um, like I don't even know I did he was just like he kept going like man you need to leave and eventually I was just not budging on it and no one was really like kind of jumping into his defense so he just gave up and it was just like all right man and just walked off um so I'm gonna chalk that up as a victory right (laughs) and I I was not a hit at the party I was fine I was fine like you know um, the people who were annoyed by me quickly just fucking left my company and the people that were drunk enough to put up with me did so. We fucking fucked around in some ball pit. They had a room full of like balls. It was like a ball pit for ages. That was dope. Um, I just got drunker and drunker and then about four, <laughs> at about 4 a.m. <laughs> I was just like, oh, um, oh, <laughs> and just get the fuck out of there way too drunk to function um yeah i'm chalking that up to a to a win that night even though i don't know i i don't remember very much of the party the fact that i made it to four is pretty good but that hangover on the sunday was oh my god just like easily one of the drunkest i've ever uh, easily were one of the drunkest oh i don't know about the drunkest but easily one of the worst hangovers i've ever had I, I was in bed until I was going to MC a gig at five. That went straight out the window. I knew from fucking, I knew from midday that I wasn't going to do that. Like from the first wake up, you know, um, pulled my gig at seven as well. And then at five, someone asked me to play indoor soccer. And I was like, you know what? I fucking, I need to do this. I need to do something. I, uh, 
<clears throat> I fucking, I tried to eat some Doritos, couldn't keep them down, just vomited them up, took two bites of a pear, and, uh, and, like, almost vomited that, uh, finally got, kept the pear down, and then at 7, or at 6.30, I got out of bed, had a shower, and went and played, uh, played indoor soccer, scored three goals, we won 11-3, so, <laughs> who's the king? I'm the king, and then, uh, just was feeling garbage again, but uh, caught up. Phil found out the uh, the Espy, the legendary Espy Hotel down at St Kilda, had reopened that weekend. So me and Phil went for a drive down there. Uh, almost vomited in his girlfriend's car, but didn't quite. Had a couple painkillers. Um, had some nice food. Had a beer. Came back home. Went to bed. <sighs> what a weekend, you know. I mean, maybe that's. Maybe that's the, the the big blowout that I've been looking for all month. Maybe that's what I've been building up to. And maybe now I can finally find some peace and go back to being good old sober boy. Huh? Maybe? I'm not sure. Uh, let me finish with this. I thought this was quite funny. I just realised yesterday... Um, so if you don't know, I'm from Adelaide. And Adelaide's a pile of shit. And it's fine, but it's also not. I read a, I read a uh, Batuta Advocate article that was like uh, people trying to convince everyone that Adelaide's cool finally go to Adelaide and realise that it's not very cool. And they were calling it the city of churches in like a mocking way that the Batuta Advocate, if you know, the, it's, like, uh, it's like the onion for, for Australia. Um, they were mocking it and calling it the city of churches in like a mocking way. And I realised the city of churches, that's like Adelaide's nickname, that's an insult. It's always been an insult. If you don't understand that, like, and it's hilarious that people from Adelaide take it as like a, as a point of pride to call it the city of churches because the city of churches, all that's saying is that the churches are the only good thing about Adelaide. The way I've been explaining it to people is imagine like saying, oh, what's good about that cafe? Oh, the, the water. It's the, it's got the best, like, Man, everything, the best thing at that cafe is the water. Because that's like basically saying everything else there is garbage. Because every cafe has water and every city has churches. Literally every city has churches. If there's a Christian group in that city, there's a church there. And what, Adelaide's got like more churches than average? What's it got, like 10 and other cities have like six? <laughs> How fucking garbage of a thing to... What about like cultural bars or art galleries or or for anything trees parks churches <laughs> that sucks and and i've i bet it was like like people don't know this or a lot of people don't know this but like the lucky country australia being called the lucky country was originally uh an insult to australia going like they don't make good decisions and somehow they're still prosperous they're so fucking lucky those idiots you know it was never supposed to be a good thing and i think the city of churches would have originated in the same kind of way people going to adelaide and then other people going oh what was that like and they're like oh you know it's a city of churches not a lot going on there spend a lot of time in fucking church and people from adelaide have taken that and run with it because they're so fucking dumb they don't know people are mocking them they're like yeah we're the city of churches take that melbourne with your with your sport and your culture and your bars 
and your Grand Prix that you fucking stole from us 30 years ago. <laughs> Adelaide, we got our churches. Can't take them brick by brick. No bloody way. Yeah, if you live in Adelaide and you and you tell people proudly that you live in the city of churches, you're a fucking idiot. And I look forward to seeing you when I come back over Christmas this year. <laughs> That's the podcast, guys. Thank you so much for listening. This one's been real fun. I hope you've enjoyed it. Oh, if you have, tell some people, man. Tell some people about it. I want to get... Um, after it's been a year... I'm fucking real happy with the first year of this pod. I love doing it, and I could keep doing it even if no one was listening to it. But thankfully, not no one's listening to it. People are listening to it, and that's great. So if you've been listening to it for a while, fucking thank you so much, man, for, for listening to the pod. Um, I'm going to be back next year, actually. is a fucking It's going to be a big year. I'm in Perth, Adelaide, Melbourne, Asia, then uh, hopefully more places in Europe than I've ever been before, and another big run at the Edinburgh Fringe. And that whole time, I'm going to be fucking thinking of new ways to push the podcast and um, get more people engaging on my Instagram, telling me stories, people sending me in stories. I want to make a big push towards that, people sending me in stories after shows and uh, so I can fucking share people's weird stories with all the followers and people on this podcast. Oh, one more thing, actually. Speaking of fucking sharing cool shit, yesterday I found uh, my new favourite Instagram account which is uh peng juice p-e-n-j uh, p-e-n-g-j-u-i-c-e at peng juice this guy from essex in england uh just smokes weed and uh and talks about the drinks that he buys from the local shops and fuck it's funny and this dude loves the story he's only got like three thousand followers so go fucking get amongst him man um and he does little stories with his with the juice like he reviews the juices or whatever drink he's drinking and they're very funny and then he also tells stories and shit like that um go f- go follow him man peg juice that dude's funny as fuck um yeah that's it thank you guys so much for listening this has been aiden taco jones sitting under a tree peace ah damn it Shit dick on my fucking dad. Uh...